because you're working, think bigger. Not everyone is going to do business. Not everyone is going to be called to do entrepreneurship. But let's think bigger than our jobs. Like, wherever you are, that's not the end goal. Think bigger. When you think bigger, your worth or your confidence will not be shaken. Welcome to the Other Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Toby, and I'm joined by my amazing wife and co-host, Larry. Join us as we chat about our careers and share life experiences that just might help you navigate your career too. Welcome to episode 20. This is the first week of April, month four of the year. Can you believe how fast the year is going? I can't. I honestly can't. Yeah, because... I feel like the first quarter is usually the longest or the slowest period of the year. Like the rest of the year goes pretty fast. Before you know it's going to be summer, before you know it's going to be fall and it's Christmas again. Like when I realized that April 1st was coming up, I was like, oh my God, where did three months go? That's quite quite interesting. Yeah, this year is going by pretty fast. I don't know what it is about. 2023 but i see what you're saying yeah i think it's one of those things where it's like this is time flies when you're having fun but i wonder if time actually flies when you're busy i mean i guess it, can, it could be both it could, it could be busy and having fun because it feels like being busy is what is keeping the time going but happy new month to everyone listening yeah happy new month today we have a topic that is maybe not so happy for people no. that may be in that situation that we're going to talk about not a topic to start a new month with, right? Yeah, I guess. First of all, like this is a topic that I know people who are in, who are working might be experiencing, or they may not even know they're experiencing it, and the situation can have an impact on on people's like mental health, their ability to really perform, or even on their self identity, and so it's one that. I don't take lightly because I know it's going to be a topic of conversation and we might banter about it, but I know the kind of impact it can have on people. We're going to talk about toxic work culture, toxicity in the workplace. And I think that if you work long enough, whether it's in an office, on a team, in a community of some sort, if you're like most people, you might have experienced some kind of toxicity. Am I saying that right? Toxicity. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to refrain from saying that word. Yeah, I'm going to refrain from saying it. So what word I guess I'm just going to say you might have been in a toxic workplace at some point. Yeah, choose your battles wisely. But with grandma, if you work long, long enough, you've probably been, or you've probably seen what it's like to be in a toxic work culture but how would you define it how would you define a toxic workplace i don't know if that's one definition i just know that it would be a lot a couple of things and not even it would be a couple of things like a place where you're not feeling i don't know if you say feeling fulfilled or you feel micromanaged you feel like you're trying so hard to prove something you you don't feel appreciated yeah. Like, you're basically gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't that the word of last year? Gaslighting was, yeah. I think, gaslighting was the word of the year for 2022, according to the Merriam Webster's dictionary. It was the word for. The word of the year. Oh. Basically, I think it's maybe the word that was mostly used or mostly referenced. That makes sense because like after, like, the whole pandemic. And everything a lot of people are realizing stuff so as it's dying down and things are getting back to yeah normal again people are evaluating things and realizing that yeah it's not for them so it makes sense it's that word yeah but i don't well, think it's one a one definition i think it's a couple of things you what do you think like do you have a do you have a dictionary definition for us well i don't have a dictionary definition but I have a definition from the famous chat GPT. <laughs> uh, so like, I asked chat GPT, 
what how do you define a toxic first of all workplace yeah. how did chat gpt get into this no, i just thought you know why the tax a repository of information okay and yeah and see what it says well i'm going to try and read it because you gave me like a paragraph i asked for just a simple definition but you gave me a paragraph give me a couple paragraphs or oh, is that it? just yeah, read yeah, two one. paragraphs a toxic workplace, according to ChatGPT, is an environment that is unhealthy, unpleasant, and emotionally taxing for its employees. It is characterized by a range of negative behaviors and attitudes, including bullying, harassing, discrimination, micromanagement, lack of support, and disrespect for employees' well-being. In a toxic workplace, according to ChatGPT, employees may feel stressed, anxious, or depressed and may experience burnout, low morale, and a high turnover rate. The effects of a toxic workplace can be detrimental to both employees' mental and physical health and can have a negative impact on productivity, creativity, and job satisfaction. I feel like you're just describing things that could go wrong. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, can't you just stop? Like, I'm looking at you like, I think we've gotten the point. Because the next thing for you to read is problems why toxic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it didn't go that far, but That's it was left. trying its best to be as detailed. Yeah, um, which I appreciate. But but no, I think I think that definition or that those attributes or characteristics that that outline it all makes sense to me. Like when you talk about bullying, harassment, discrimination, micromanagement, lack of support disrespect things that can cause stress anxiety depression burnout people wanting to create people feel like they can't be creative people feel like they can't be as productive as they want to be i think all of that when you think about it it makes sense as the definitions of a toxic workplace now i know that like we for me maybe for you as well i have to be very mindful with this conversation because anything that i say or I reference as it relates to my own experience with toxic with a toxic workplace, right? Just about any former employer or any former colleague or any former manager or any former work environment I've been in might think I'm referring I'm referring to them and I might be. But <laughs> I have to be mindful not to be too specific so I don't Funny enough, I don't I, think I, I don't I don't know if I, issues, if I, I need to be that cautious. I know that I, not not like when I say like because I shouldn't say what I want to say. It's going to be like the first place that I ever worked. Like well, you, you get what I'm saying. Right? Don't worry, you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, no, I, yeah, they may not listen today. Who knows? But they might listen in the future. But I, I honestly, like honestly. I was just giving my own disclaimer. You can feel free to like. No, I'm joking. I, I think for me, I I'm even saying that from the sense of that's how that's how. On, what word would I say? Would I say that's how, we didn't have any ambition, as a as a group of people, so. Okay. I I don't expect anyone to still be around, me or like we don't follow each other. Like there's nothing like after that experience. That was it. So but yeah, not, you don't have any solid relationship with people. Let's get into. I guess as we go more into conversation, we would or share something because, like, imagine, imagine going to work, right? Yeah. And then I don't know if I would even consider this a toxic because I don't know. So are we going to define toxic to only like when maybe your boss or someone is treating you or even just knowing that okay or also like other definitions whereby you don't feel productive you're not happy like how are we going to i mean i think a toxic workplace is any work environment that is harmful to you or that is causing you a certain level of stress stress now by stress i don't mean like oh you're tired because you have a lot of work to do not necessarily that this is like mental stress like this is like like you're not able to be yourself or bring your best self to work because there's this 
hindrance or this sense of discomfort that mm-hmm. is that appears or that shows itself through things that people do or true or it can be or one person can be the embodiment of that source of stress so like, it can be a manager that is literally just causing stress it mm. can be the way people speak mm-hmm. it can be the attitudes that you that people give up i mean yeah uh, i asked because i wanted to know then that means i to an extent i'll say that i wasn't in a good environment yeah like yeah so there was a lot of stress like and it's, it ties back to what we were talking about last honestly last year last week whereby like you're fresh out of school you remember you're an immigrant you just need to find something yeah. actually i actually did find something but then i got laid off and so i was like i have to find something else asap and this was the only option i had and it wasn't the best place not because like my manager was actually okay but you can imagine going to work and then you get to work first of all like you're having to do the same thing you know when they teach you in social studies or i can't remember what subject monotonous jobs yeah oh my god that is the worst thing ever that should happen to the same thing every day like, like doing the same thing every like single day like yeah. no creativity nothing like never get to like you never get to like plan anything never let to create anything there was no teamwork because it's literally sit down filling information like data into the system stand up you have to finish it by this day so that it goes out yeah. and then the next day it's the same thing again and then you get to work and then you know how people are like oh i am sorry that place scarred me like no nah, it was yeah. bad but yeah so do the same thing and then get to work zero collaboration from your co-workers and then what do we discuss about like you believe that i like go to your co-workers and help you they don't assist you like that way by zero co- collaboration yeah but even that like there's no like you're like oh when you're leaving a company like oh my god i met some of the best people in my life yeah. i learned this from this person i learned that from that person like nothing like i couldn't even see myself past a certain like past a year in that place because i'm sorry nobody had ambition you don't believe that we come to work and then this person just crying over all her issues with her ex. I'm sorry, like, it's not my business. So when you say they didn't have ambition, you mean, like, people were just doing the job for the second day, yeah, but they didn't really have, like, they were not, like, motivating each other for, like, to develop their skill sets or to grow in terms of their career. People mm-hmm. were just, like, punching the clock and making Mission. some quick money or something like that. Yeah, and then okay. we come to work, like, my team, for example, it became bad at some point and I think that's where I was like, yeah, I'm done at this point because this particular co-worker would come every other day and it was like, we became a therapy center for her. <laughs> sorry, this is sounding mean, but I'm sorry because like, I didn't mind, like she would come and then we would, they would gather around my manager mm-hmm. and they'll be planning how to get back at her ex. My manager, mind you, was over 50. To be. That was, was... It, was this a thing that helped with maybe building rapport? Like people Are you might... okay? <laughs> I'm just wondering, like, is, it, is that something that they used to, like, you know, build relationship? You are talking about the ask you, Are you okay? Don't try to make... Don't try to make... I'm trying to make sense of... Don't make sense. You know, such... <laughs> dialogue in the workplace there's some things that you can't make sense of and i think we should just find peace like the one experience I, like this one actually the one experience that i think that day i'm like yeah like god i need to get out of this place asap if not i won't be i would like i won't if i like you know when you set, you stay somewhere and you literally settle that's an experience an ex an ex what's the word see I'm even forgetting things. That's a perfect example of like 
settling and is it the same job where like where friends yeah like you know where you 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 this is an example of like settling yeah. that is an example of like settling low pay and then yeah i think she had an issue like just so she had an issue with her boyfriend and he came to work that day she broke down started crying started getting upset how she just all she just looking for is love and she can't be jumping from people to people i don't know what you're saying and then i said okay why don't they plan like a a party and then they'll do it at my manager's house and then uh, they'll be posting on social media and so that the guy will see and know that she doesn't need him she's fine on her own i mean that's the lie because you are basically sobbing here at work and i was just like what am, where am i like yeah. who are these people like i can't so i couldn't learn from anybody literally in that team there was nothing it's not even about like there was nothing there was i left there and i couldn't learn from anybody i didn't pick any we never collaborate like we were thinking different you know well, but as it relates to <laughs> it being a toxic workplace cuz i want to understand the yeah. impact it had on you was it causing you any level or the environment leading to any causing you any level of stress was it making you anxious was it I just want to know what factors about the workplace, what what outcomes from your experience, you know, indicates that it was a toxic workplace. Was it low morale? Was it burnout? Were you? I think you mentioned monotony earlier. So it, was it more of lack of creativity that made it a toxic workplace? It was frustrating. Emotions were a lot. You, know, you wake up in the morning, and I think for that that period when I used to go to work. For someone who didn't have the responsibility that I have now, I would wake up but I'm tired. Like I used to I would sleep and wake up tired. I would sleep, I wake up tired. I go to work, I'm tired. I go to work, I'm just the the thought of going to work was frustrating. There was zero motivation. Like some days I would just wake up and say I'm sick. Like I'm having cramps. Like some of those days were legit, but I would just use the perfect, that would be a perfect excuse to be like, I'm not going in today, you know. And one day can turn into two days, and three days, and I just want to stay at home, and do something else. So yeah, there there was there was like anxiety to go to, and what it didn't even help that. So the way it was is that, you know how we I was wearing I was Winnipeg that time. Winnipeg is very cold. I literally have to walk for like 15 minutes to get to the place in the cold. And it's so bad that they, these people can be driving to work and they will see you and they will drive past you. The people? Like other co-workers. Like colleagues, yeah. Yeah, colleagues, sorry. They will pass you and they won't give you a ride. And I'm like, what, what are these people? <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to explain because different people, you know, from like, listening from different places, I don't know the best way to explain the walk that I'm talking about here, but like I have to take the bus and then stop and I have to walk like into like because it was like a warehouse, so I have to walk like a bit in. A bit yeah, if that makes sense. And my manager will pass me. Only like one or two people would offer to give you a ride. Yeah. And so even like there was no care, no support, nothing. Like nothing. Every yeah, like so you can imagine even the thought of walking in the winter alone is demoralizing yeah. and then you get there you're now doing very monotonous job and then you look around you and there's zero motivation because people are focused on the wrong thing so was it, so was the lack of lack of like 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 you're saying lack of creativity it was just you weren't looking forward to being there <laughs> And that made you tired, not just mentally, but also like physically tired of yeah. uh, like showing up. You know, I think it's interesting because maybe prior to this conversation, when I think of a toxic workplace, I'm thinking of abuse. Like, you know, if someone is, or if you grow people at work, maybe like ganging up against you or trying to get you in trouble or just accusing you falsely or verbally abusing you. You know, or being passive aggressive. The very obvious ones when it comes to like a manager or a boss, the dynamic is like 
micromanagement, you know, like just shutting you out of processes, you know, shunning you. Like, I think I've considered that a toxic, as a toxic workplace for a long time, but now I'm beginning to realize that, you know, it may, it not, it may not have to be that quote-unquote aggressive for it to be toxic. It can actually just be the vibe or the you know, the ambience or the the little things that happens in the workplace, the kind of work, maybe that, you know, all of that can lead to a lack of, like, productivity, creativity. And that's um, why I asked you from the beginning because I don't want to, like, even with my experience, I took, with my own experience, yeah. I honestly don't want to, I know that that's not worse. There's some people that are really going to, like, bosses cheating them anyhow. I don't want to, feel like oh I went to the world like on that play, on that play that kind of experience. That's why I asked you what level of like what what angle are we really focusing on? Because yeah. no matter how I feel like my experience, I know that there are probably like people that have had it even worse. It might be a good company but like their bosses treating them anyhow, you know, bosses trying to fire them. So yeah, there's there's that your coworkers planning against you. There could be that, but if we think about this, like now, let's just think up. Let's take it out of like business or work. If we think about abuse in general, right? There are different types or the different forms. Some people are like abuse where you can be beaten like physically, right? And then emotional. But what we don't realize is that <laughs> psychological emotional abuse is can be very tricky because it's not even like. It's not like you don't even realize that it's affecting you and it can eat deeper. So I think it's the same thing like for an environment that maybe is just really poor, you know, you don't have the right surrounding. And I think at some point I, I, I noticed that there was no even connection with my coworkers. And so before you know all of these things emotionally, it's affecting you. You know you're not in the right space. You know that you're not doing the right thing for yourself. And if you don't take an action and stand up emotionally, you will just settle for anything. So it might not be like a very physical one, like, oh, they're trying to lay me off, oh, they're threatening me, they're micromanaging me. But these ones that seem like, oh, yeah, some places that does have bad work culture, <laughs> as little as they, they can pile up to become something else. Yeah. 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 Yeah, right. It's not always toxic like a toxic workplace is not always like very obvious. Yeah. There are all these sorts of events you know, that happen that can actually build up over time. And I think for me, just looking back at the experience that I've had I've had so far, I think the most like the the environment that were the exact opposite of a toxic workplace, they tended to be the spaces where one I had a really good understanding and relationship with my colleagues and two there was a very clear understanding of what we are working on or what we are supposed to be doing. And it just so happened that those places are actually places where I was doing like less less mentally taxing work like the, the work was not things that were like very like i didn't have to be very skilled to do the work i'll give an example like there was a period in my in university when i was a transcriptionist so i was taking notes for people who were living people living with disability and so yeah we had a team there's this the woman who hired me, she's she's an accessibility director or something for colleges. So she hired me. They, she did give us orientation, like the other team. I got to work with some students who were living with disability, and like the team and the and the entire, you know, experience was very very beautiful. It was just a nice place to work. Like we clearly. We all clearly had the same goals of what we were doing. We understood why we were 
doing this work where we are, where we need to support these students was very toxic free but then it's not the kind of job that we needed to be an expert writer or an expert marketer or whatever it was just a very simple idea go to class and help the student take notes that's all so it was i think and, and the other example i can think of well but I think when I think of like it, an environment that wasn't toxic, I'm thinking of places where there was a very clear understanding of what the goal of the company was or the or the, or the team was, a very clear, um, good relationship between the employees and just a good understanding between each other. And so I feel like that is what we probably should be striving for when we are looking for jobs or when we are trying to improve, you know, our experience in workplaces. Like, or when we're trying to gauge rather our experience in workplace, maybe we're going to be looking at the value or the quality of the relationships with colleagues because that might be a better way of gauging and knowing if where we are working is, is you know, towing the line of being toxic or not. I think that that comes down to leadership. Leadership? Yeah. Like the managers, the bosses. Yeah, and the problem about things like this is that in smaller settings, it can be easy for this kind of communication, like what you're True. saying, right? But when a company starts getting big, like the more, like you've worked in like more, like maybe bigger teams that have more structure than I am. And sometimes like at home when like we're talking about a few things, I won't lie, when, you, when you're done talking, it just leaves me with one prayer. Like, and I always tell you like, it's good to pray for like the right employee, sorry. Because like you as a like as a CEO, right? Or as a, like owner of something or like the people who start the the company, they have a clear vision of what they want, you know. They know that okay, they want a good employee relationship, they want a very healthy workspace, you know, you have all these goals. But then let's be honest, by the time being a CEO is never the easiest thing. You are being swamped from one meeting to another, different decisions. You cannot oversee every single thing that's happening in the company. So if you hire someone, right, you know, like maybe HR manager, you hire someone, put the other people into different teams like marketing, or, and then that person comes with their own issue, how they believe leadership should be. This is just how your goals and your aspirations will just go down the drain because trust me i don't think people in leadership have time to sit down and be holding themselves accountable like giving reports like did you talk to them well did you do this did you do that it's i mean more... they're supposed to be and but in, in the right environment without processes for getting feedback or evaluating mm-hmm. you know people's experiences yeah so i think that that's so that's the thing right so sometimes people are hired into leadership and they come with their own beliefs. You know, there's something they taught us they taught us they taught us in psychology. Some people are task oriented and some people are hmm, I forgot in the second one. I need to ch- remember the name is task two types of people at work. Task oriented and was it three? Are you helping me check? But people oriented? People oriented, yeah. For people oriented is like you're more of like let's say when there's a meeting, like, oh, hi, how are you? We need to check up on people, you know. You have that heart for people. But then the problem is that you can get very carried away with work, with, with catching up and not do the work, right? Task-oriented, you're very on the go. So now I think one way that as a leader, we need to find, as leaders, there needs to be that balance to be able to be people-oriented at the same time be task-oriented. So focusing. So essentially, you're saying that, you know, as much as you know, uh, the idea of not being in the workplace has a lot to do with the relationship you have with your colleagues. You're saying that the leaders have a responsibility to ensure that the work environment doesn't get become toxic. But what happens when the leaders are the root of the problem? They are the one bringing the toxic vibe to the workplace. That's the second time I've said vibe on this podcast. Don't know why I'm using that word. But anyways, the ones, much you are 
Sorry? This conversation is getting to you. <laughs> no, but they are the ones that. But they say the leaders are the ones that try mm. causing the toxicity. Oh my god, I'm t- I've stopped saying that word too. The leaders mm-hmm. need to be making sure that the work environment isn't toxic. That's your mm. point, right? So, what happens if the leader is the one making the environment toxic? What happens if the leader is the one micromanaging people? He's the one sucking out the creativity from them is the one slowing down productivity by not giving the employees the tools the resources the vision whatever it is that enables them to do their best work you know what can employees do in an environment where they are trying their best to build a good relationship with their colleagues but the leader is making things difficult Anything that has to do with the leader, yeah, there's problem. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. there's no other way to say. In my in my Nigerian self, let me just say, there's problem. Me, I don't know how to advocate for things like like I'm for what things about work or like nine to five settings. Honestly, I'm not always the person to have the best advice because 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 I don't say please pack your things and leave. But now that's not but the way it, it, it it can really <laughs> be a conundrum for people. And I've had colleagues, you know, share their very horrible experiences with me. I've had colleagues cry, you know, <laughs> just sharing their experiences with me over the years. And some of it, you know, has to do with like the management of the place. Or the, or just maybe, you know, an experience that they had with, 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 with a leader at one one time that has really stuck with them and it got unsettled them, that brought them a certain level of stress. Because for a lot of people that work, especially like nine to five jobs, most times this is their source of income, like their only source of income, I should say. Some people have. No, a side gig or something. But for most people, still, you know, their source of income is their main source of income is their their full time job. And so, if there's a situation with the leader, where a leader is maybe you know not recognizing them, or the leader keeps, you know, passing comments that make them feel like they're not bringing their best, and that employee feels like that thing what they can do, which I think they're best. Or a leader is always micromanaging them and doubting them or just picking on them. The truth is that for most people, knowing that that job is their only source of income, knowing that maybe their options are a little bit limited, it can cause them a lot of stress. And they go back home with that in mind. They come back with that in mind and, you know, they're constantly looking at, you know, above their shoulders to see uh, is that leader watching, is that leader going to come in and say something that would destabilize them today. And they're not able to put in their best work. They, or sometimes they keep trying to overly impress that leader just to resolve any issues. And so I think, you know, when the leader is the source of the toxicity, oh my God, the, it is much worse. It's a loss of us. It's a loss of us, right? It is because... And it, it's it's very damaging. It is because there's no way that you... Who would you... Like, for example, if... You just say you work in a setting where it's a CEO and then your manager. You are probably bothered. You know that if you go if you walk up to the CEO or, like, a bigger manage, manager to say what's going on, that can even lead to more problems. Yeah. So, most times, as you're saying, right, employees will just keep quiet and so you're saying if you go to someone above that boss it can cause problems you know because it might ricochet back to you it might yeah so yeah most times you're just like in that limbo of okay what do i do do i leave people start looking for other things people start thinking of what they can do yeah but i mean it's just about that it's more down it's also always down to in this situation it's always down to the leader not whoever is in that situation, right? Depending on what's going on. If the person is micromanaging you, then it's the leader. Some leaders, some people have a way they believe things should be done. Some people 
are perfectionists and type A. Yeah, they have things have to be done their way. Certain things. I don't know. Some people just let the role of leadership get to their head. Get to their head. Some people feel like now I'm a leader, so like this is like I have to. You have to like I have to stand my ground so that you can respect me. So what do you do? What the employee supposed to do? Me. Like, like what or if you're in that situation, what would you do? I don't think my advice is going to be. No, just hypothetical. Like, if you're in the environment that you just described, what would be your reaction? How would you go about navigating that situation? The lyrics of right now, that is recording this podcast. Yeah, which other, I don't know which other lyrics, but sure. Because, you know, right now, no, I'm just saying that right now, try to reason. I'm going to give, like, I honestly don't have an answer. Because, why is that I don't have an answer? Because I know myself, when I'm upset, not that, I, like, I won't say I act about things like this, it's very easy to be like, I'm done. Like, for me, I'm like, I'm done. Like, if, like, I, I can get to that point and be like, I'm done. And even if I don't have another job, like, go to provide. I don't know. I know that's not the right answer, but like, I'm like, I'm done. I can't suffer this. But then looking, and I, but what, but before I get to that point of I'm done, you know, something will come up. Like, I'm not going to be a slave to these people. But before I get to that point, I think what I would do is I'll keep, like, I'll keep doing my work well. You get? So I'll keep trying to make sure that everything I'm doing is, adding up like so for example if someone's judged the case right even if you you want to be mad on my own part i will not let you allow me be mad so i will make sure that if i'm to be held accountable i can say i did this i did this like yeah. I, I can show my work to prove that i did this i did, like i played my own role i played my own part and i did everything yeah. That's what I'll do. So for example, if you scold me that oh we didn't show you the work and everything, next time next time I'll show you. You know, I will loop you, I'll go over and beyond to like loop you. And that's different situations will require different things, right? But depending on where you're working and what you're doing, but like it's like taking initiative sometimes to do certain things just to kinda of like cover my own back or my own self. So that in the long run if they to open the record. I, like me, Larry Chuma, I am covered and I played my own role despite how frustrating you made me feel or frustrated I was. You get, I played my own role. But there's a level now that someone has to be mindful because you don't want to now become a people pleaser. So the first instinct, sometimes I'm like, okay, maybe I should leave this place. But then the second instinct, I'm like, how can I actually challenge myself in this environment to do, like to do my own work, right? Like, don't just act out of impulse, out of annoyance. Do your own part and then leave it. But then there's a very thin line where you have to be mindful so that you don't try to please the person. Don't try to prove something that you're not. Like, constantly trying to be a yes man or yes as a person and then before you know you're losing yourself. So I think for me, I wouldn't let myself go there. And yeah, at times, I, I don't know. It would differ, but... I would try my best, I think, for me to cover myself. But let me, I think, I don't know if you can remember okay. a, a situation like this. I think you helped me because I was mad. Where a, so I did, I, I worked as a customer service. And a customer reached out to me and she insulted me. Can you remember? Uh-huh. A customer reached out to me and she insulted me. And that day I was furious. <laughs> and she insulted me for basically telling her we couldn't something we couldn't do something, which was actually right. We couldn't do it. And so I took it to my manager, thinking, okay, I'm complaining to my manager, like, this is not right. I think you should be able to address this customer. And then when I took it to the manager, the manager turned it to me and said, I didn't do my job. And downplayed the fact that this person insulted me. Like, oh, it's like, oh, sorry, this person insulted you. I, I know that can't hurt, but you didn't do your job. And I'm like, I did my job. Like, I broke down the different steps. Basically, you're gaslighting you. Yeah. To an extent. 
And based on his message, I was going to type that day. As I said, I think you have better answers to than I do. You know, you're a peacemaker in these kind of situations. Well, what I was just going to say to answer the question, I was just going to say that it's, what would I do if I was in that kind of situation or in a situation in a toxic environment, basically, and I have been in toxic environments. So I've done some things wrong. And I think I've done some things right. And I can kind of tell the difference now. And obviously, I'm still learning. But I think what has worked for me is dialogue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it sounds too simple oh. to be true. But be really sure. just taking the time to speak to that person, with the boss, speak to them and say, hey, I really want to do a great job. Yeah, I really understand the essence of us meeting our objectives. And for me to do that, you know, it's important that I feel confident and I feel valued. Yeah, you know. But unfortunately, I'm not even feeling that way because of <laughs> certain things that have happened like this, like that. Like I'm that. sorry, this sounds like a dating <laughs> Like what? Like a dating relationship. Like a date. I mean, it is a relationship. A relationship with your boss. And under as a boss, general relationship with your boss. It is a dynamic that needs to be nurtured in some sense these are the problems so that's exactly so that's the point of the dialogue like have that conversation right where you just let the person know that hey we want the same thing but there's certain things that aren't working out for me that i would really like us to see how we can resolve it and i need them to at least consider ways to help resolve it you know if the person you're talking to is a reasonable person they would ask questions they will listen they'll consider it if they're not, they would gaslight you or act like what you're saying isn't true. And I've seen that before. I've seen that. Not necessarily to me. I've seen a boss say that to someone and it just happened to be in the room. The person was you know, trying to have a conversation and the boss was just like, nope, that's not how, that's not. The person was saying that, oh, this is something I've been experiencing here. And the boss was like, that's not true. Because that is not how we are here. You know, and in that kind of boss definitely isn't someone that's going to listen or try and resolve. But hopefully your boss is the the opposite of that who will be willing to listen and, you know, see what they can do. They may not be able to make the perfect changes, but they might be able to make an attempt. Now, if your boss isn't like that, your boss is the kind of boss that would not understand what you're talking about or would minimize the situation, then and this is an advice I got from a career coach I spoke to two months ago, actually. I had a conversation with a career coach, and this is what she said that she just suggests whenever someone is in this kind of situation. And maybe I should bring her on sometime to, to speak about things. But, you know, she said that try going to speak to a senior. You know, try going to speak to a senior. Not necessarily pointing fingers as your boss, but trying to explain that, hey, I'm having a challenge, and I need your advice on how to go about this i need your support on how to go about this, something like that she said that she, i think she also said try talking to colleagues to see if they are also experiencing something similar or maybe just you or maybe they can give you any words of wisdom on how to navigate the relationship with that person so so one way or the other it kind of boils down to dialogue seeing if you can have dialogue that can help to resolve certain things now if that doesn't work, I would absolutely leave. I am not afraid of leaving a situation. <laughs> like, I think that the way I, I am generally, you know, if I try my best and I do my best and an environment still isn't, you know, right, I'll do my best. I'll try and I'll complain. Or I shouldn't call it complain. I'll have dialogues. We'll have, we'll have a conversation. We'll have conversations. And if you still not moving in the right direction, there will be a point where I'll be like, I'm out of here. And I don't, and I think that, that goes to my other point of saying that most people are afraid to leave their jobs because it is their only source of income and it is their livelihood. It's the way they are able to have health insurance, the way they are able to take care of their family, you know, back whether they are in Canada or their family is somewhere else in the world and they have the same money or like whatever. Most people are free to lose their job and so that's why most people stay in toxic workplaces. 
you know but i think for me if you ever get to something like that i would absolutely leave i would leave and i wouldn't look back i think and the, i've done that before the problem is listening to what you're saying right i think the problem is that some of us some people like i go to work i'm not expecting anything other than work i'm not right. expecting to start having conversations with you and that like we can be friendly here and there haha but i'm not ex- i don't have expectation for my work people to become like oh my best so i think sometimes the idea of saying dialogue i'm like Ugh. like it's one thing for me to have a conversation with my spouse or my children or to have all this difficult conversation with my friends because I know that you guys mean so much to me. But then why am I going to have a conversation with a manager at work and saying we need Why to... why not? I, I that's like right now in my head it seems like it sounds like oh my god, why but like why do I have to do this? But yeah, but I can see where it comes from and it makes sense. But now listening to the part of like people afraid to leave their job, I think that I'm going to challenge all of us and this is me included in the sense that Let's think bigger than our jobs. Like, because you're working, think bigger. Like, not yeah, not everyone is going to do business. Not everyone is going to be called to do entrepreneurship. But let's think bigger than our jobs. Like, wherever you are, that's not the end goal. Think bigger. Like, when you get that job, think, like, whatever we're doing, let's think bigger. I don't know, because I see when you think bigger in a situation like this, you your worth or your confidence will, st- will not be shaken and as you said if you have dialogues as toby has said if you have dialogues you have conversations it's not an issue you have conversations then if it's not working you're not afraid to stand up and be like i will find something else and you even know your what so that means as we go to these jobs let's still build our skills i know time it's never easy right like so many things but Hearing you said, I think that's what's in my head. Like, we need to do better to keep improving ourselves and not depending on just nine to five. And yeah, not just nine to five, just job generally. Like, job it can gener- be a yeah. contract job, it can be nine to five. It's not necessarily just nine to five. But, like, I think just that fear of losing something can make us just say, oh, I'll just go along with it. And I understand that everyone's situation is different, you know, but just the same way in a romantic relationships, some people, are in an, it's, the relationship might be an abusive one, but some people don't want to leave because they're scared of what happens if they leave. I think it's the same thing in the workplace. Some people stay in workplaces because they're scared of what happens if they, but the, the damage that can be done to them mentally, I think is far worse than whatever could happen they leave you know yeah. um, and so I think like it could be how much how much more it could be setting you back I mean just your progress generally in life it is actually more damaging right, when you think about that and so yeah no, I think no, it, this, feels, it feels sad well, that, well that's what we said at the beginning of the conversation that this is not mm-hmm. an epic conversation it's something that, that is real and I know that there are movements that are coming up even just the uh, the, the four-day work week movement is one of them where they're like, why do we need to work five days? You know, productivity can actually be achieved in the four days of work. I feel like the you movement know? that I would support is pay. Exactly. Oh. The equity. like Pay you know, well. Pay transparency as well. Like, you know, pay, be making it clear what people are being paid. There's so many things in, in, in our work culture generally that is simply toxic and we've all gotten used to it and we've all gotten along with it somehow but i think the times are changing even just what happened the past three years with people wanting to work virtually remote work you know some people pushing pushing back hybrid has come in in some sense in some settings i'm hearing more that people people are being pushed back into the workplace but then some people are scared to do that because you know they are scared of just kind of interactions that can lead to that toxic environment that they that they were once in when everybody was in the office. You know, so yeah, all of these things, right? But I feel like we have more awareness, especially millennials, I'll say. And 
millennials are more awareness around, around these things and are more mindful. I think the generation after or Gen Z as well, they don't have the energy for this. They don't have the time for, you know, small talks that are just unnecessary or malice or passive aggressiveness. I think the Gen Z, gener- that generation series, yeah, they are pushing against against this kind of work culture. And I think we all have a role. You know, we all have a role in that. We should be checking ourselves to make sure that I hope we are not perpetrating that culture. I hope we are not just sitting idly and letting it happen to us instead of trying to start the conversation that can hopefully, you know, help, you know, get rid of that kind of, you know, yeah, and then it also toxicity. Comes... What a word. Maybe at the end of this podcast, you'll be able to pronounce the word. I think we're at the end already, actually. <laughs> But yeah, but it also comes to show that in leadership, people have work to do. As yeah. much as yeah, leaders, yeah. yeah, the employees, you know, we raise awareness, we bring have all these conversations. Whoever is in leadership role, all of us in leadership role, as we grow to leadership roles, we actually do have responsibility. We have a big responsibility to play. And yeah. We have a big responsibility to play and let's just remember that I guess this work is just eight to four, nine to five. There's more to life. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Our support is more than the job, right? No, I agree. Yeah, so there's I agree. Yeah, so both ways actually we need to actually come to that realization. And it's it's annoying because we actually spend a chunk of our day at work. And yeah. so I can see how something like this can define someone. Sure. But the truth about it is that like self-worth is more than wherever we're working. And that's why I think, yeah, it's important to actually go, like to think beyond your job. Like I'm working here, but yeah, that's not mean that this defines everything about me. You know, build your skills. We need to think bigger than where we're at. I think, so, yeah. Well, if you enjoyed this conversation, I encourage you to Keep it going. Have more of more conversations like this with your with with your friends, with your colleagues. Gauge your workplace. Is it toxic? Is it is it conducive? Are you happy where you are? Are you satisfied? Do you need to have a conversation with your boss or your colleague? Do you need a career coach? Maybe you need to get one. Talk to friends, talk to family, just to make sure that yeah, you're not in an environment that is setting you back instead of pushing you forward. If you enjoy this podcast episode as well, please share with your friends. Continue to support however you can. Follow us on our Instagram page. The handle is my mom. My mom. My mother asked me, "What's my Instagram handle?" And that's why the word "handle" is my head. I feel like people say username now. But do people, do people say handle? Actually, asked Instagram ID. Oh, she asked <laughs> mom. Asked ID. Yeah. I'll ask for my Instagram ID. Anyway, but follow us on Instagram at how does that sound podcast. That's our Instagram ID. Thank you very much for listening. Please know that you can listen on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever it is that you stream podcasts from. We're available there. So please continue to support us. We really appreciate you. Have a great week. <laughs>